It's Tuesday, the 27th of November. Here's your Biz News Premium Flash Briefing. In today's global headlines, the reality of the U.S.-instigated trade war has started coming home to those who've been cheering it loudest. Last night, General Motors announced that it will be closing down four plants in the United States and laying off 14,000 Americans. The motor manufacturer, which ironically received an 80 billion dollar bailout from the US government in 2008 says it needs to slash 6 billion dollars a year in annual costs Ford Motor Company previously announced that it is also to close down its US factories and it will stop building passenger cars in North America General Motors and Ford say that the higher steel and aluminium tariffs are costing them a billion dollars each every year President Donald Trump has reacted angrily to the GM news, saying this company and Ford should stop making cars in China and instead start making them in the U.S. Britain's public is changing its collective mind about Theresa May's Brexit plan, with the latest opinion polls showing that 60% of them now support it over a no-deal eventuality. Pundits say it reflects their appreciation that a deal is the best of what can be expected and far better than the chaos which a no-deal Brexit would cause. In her two-year battle to get the deal through, Mrs May has displayed resilience, pragmatism, a dogged determination and the ability to come back after taking some big hits, qualities that the British people admire. The UK Prime Minister started selling the deal to the British public yesterday, answering calls on two radio phone-in programs, with her new campaign adopting a catchphrase of, let's get on with it. The public outreach comes in the shadow of arithmetic, which shows that right now a parliamentary vote, and one is set down for the 11th of December, would actually turn down the deal. Malaysia has adopted its own pay-back-the-money chant, with Prime Minister-in-waiting Anwar Ibrahim this morning calling on Goldman Sachs to repay over $600 million in fees that it charged in three fundraising rounds for the corrupt 1MDB Sovereign Wealth Fund. Ibrahim, to whom 93-year-old Mahathir Mohammed has promised to pass the baton within two years, described Goldman Sachs' behavior as disgusting, and he says the damage done to the country's reputation deserves reparations far exceeding the fees Wall Street banks received. And in South African news, London-listed vanadium miner Bushveld Minerals has launched an innovative scheme for battery makers that has caught the attention of the Financial Times. A full-page article on the company appears in the newspaper this morning. Shares of Bushveld Minerals are up fourfold on a soaring vanadium price. The article extols the virtues of an innovative scheme where Bushveld will lend vanadium to battery makers for 20 years at a fixed price, turning this key ingredient of their product from a capital to an operating cost. The company also plans to open a $10 million vanadium battery-making factory in South Africa with backing from the Industrial Development Corporation.
And the IDC is also involved in another news story this morning, and that uh, relates to Rio Tinto's $100 million sale of its 69% stake in the loss-making Rossing uranium mine in Namibia. State-backed China National Uranium Company is the buyer. That's its third acquisition of an African uranium mine. Rossing is the longest-running open pit uranium mine in the world, but despite a 45% rise in the minerals price this year, Rossing's production costs are still above spot. South Africa's IDC owns 10% of Rossing. This has been a Biz News Premium Flash Briefing. I'm Alec Hogg. Until the next time, cheerio.